Conference of Champions rolls on. No truck stops here. We are the Pac-12. We are the best of the best. Welcome to No Truck Stops, a Pac-12 podcast. I'm Carlos. Here with me this time, Avery. Hey. And Greg. Hi. As always, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at No Truck Stops Pod. And feel free to email us at No Truck Stops Podcast at gmail.com. This is our basketball episode recapping the week in Pac-12 hoops, talking about who's up, who's down, and everything in between. Uh, normally we start off talking about peak of the pack and down bad, but we've just had so few games in the Pac-12 over the past week because of COVID. Um, so instead, I'm just going to run down the scores very, very quickly of the three games we got to over the past week, and we can talk about whatever stuck out to us, okay? So um, on Sunday, Cal beat Arizona State 74-50 to in Berkeley. Uh, this game was largely non-competitive from the get-go. Cal got up early, and Arizona State uh, never never was able to battle back. And then the other two games, Utah getting swept by the Oregon schools in their trip uh, to the Pacific Northwest, losing first on Thursday to Oregon State, eighty-eight uh, to seventy-six. <laughs> so uh, bad. And then and then traveling to Eugene and losing to Oregon, seventy-nine to sixty-six. Um, on Saturday, Ugh. after Utah led by as many as late uh, as as many as nine late in the second half. Um, so, any thoughts about? Let's start with the Utah sweep here because you two are paying attention to that, and it's also maybe the most shocking result I think out of this week. Grapes, what did you uh, think about that game? Did you get to watch much of it, and uh, what was going on with Utah? Yeah, Utah was very disappointing this week. Um, I don't know how much you can blame it on COVID. There's definitely some issues. Brandon Carlson was out for a couple weeks, and he was back in this game and just looked terrible against Oregon State. And that's pathetic. Losing to Oregon State, even if you are like coming off of some sickness, I feel like that shouldn't happen. Oregon State is terrible this year. That was their third win this season so far. Uh, just absolutely horrible. Utah looked bad. Their defense has been like the shining spot for them most of the season, and there was none of this in that game. Like it was, it was pathetic. So, Oregon State sad. Uh, losing to Oregon, it looks like Oregon's actually kind of found a little bit more of a stride than they started with. They were super abysmal to start the year, but the game against Oregon um, looked a lot better for Utah. It's just really a shame that they couldn't pull it out. So. I know we're not doing down bad this week, but Utah is down bad. The entire athletics department. <laughs> bad. Uh, <laughs> I mean, going yeah, to the Rose Bowl isn't bad. Yeah, yeah, but... yeah. But the way the way Utah lost that game, I have to ask because uh, if folks have not paid, have not are not noticing, uh, Avery's Avery does not have her microphone. Is it true? Are the rumors true that after the Rose Bowl, you threw your microphone outside <laughs> your car window? Yeah, um, I had I had my microphone with me at the Rose Bowl game, and I no, I didn't. My I wish <laughs> that's why my microphone was broken. I there was no like physical anger after the Rose Bowl because it's one of I know we they talked about it a little bit on football. I wasn't on that episode, but it was a loss where you can't be that mad because to be fair, Utah probably shouldn't have been in that position in the first place, or at least they weren't expected to be. So to lose by three 
in like a shootout game like that to Ohio State, like I'm upset that we lost, but also like, wow, in the Rose Bowl against one of the most iconic opponents that you could play in the Rose Bowl. It's just like, uh. <laughs> yeah, totally, totally get it. Totally get it. Um, it's a lot how I, it seems like it's how I felt uh, with UCLA losing to Gonzaga in the final four the way that they did. You're just like, we weren't even supposed to be here. Um, anyway, so yeah, tough, tough sweep for Utah basketball, tough weekend for Utah athletics. Um, but Greg, what about you? Did you get to watch either of these games and what did you uh, think of Utah? Well, I got to watch, uh, small parts of both and box score watched the entire games of both when I couldn't watch, but it's just hard to get the PAC 12 network in hotels. And I was in, uh, I was in Pasadena for the Rose Bowl, so it's a little bit limited in my ability to watch. However, I think Avery nailed it. Just if there was a down bad segment this week, Utah would be down bad, lost to Oregon State, lost to Oregon. And while Oregon's not embarrassing as it was, they really they just didn't play well enough. Like they could have been so much better than they were in that game. And uh, especially against Oregon State, I was I was disappointed in Brandon Carlson. Uh, I get that he was just coming back from COVID, so I need to give him a pass. But he was very much not good. He was 3 of 10, and he had, oh, I don't remember exactly, I'm checking out. I think it was like five turnovers, four turnovers. He had four turnovers, but like, he just really, he needs to be better for Utah to do anything. Because the weird thing is, in that game, I still think Utah was better when he was on the court. Uh, whereas, like, I felt like he wasn't making Utah better, but when he left the floor, I think Utah got a lot worse. Well, Utah had and, 20 turnovers in that game to Oregon State's 8. Yeah, that's why we lost, Yeah, like is the turnovers. but I wasn't watching that game super closely, but kind of the joke on Twitter was like, oh, are they, how many more turnovers, turnovers are they going to have? Or people would be like, oh, it'd be really funny if they turned over the ball again, and then they would immediately mm-hmm. turn it over. It, ugh. Yeah, I just think if Utah's going to win games, Brandon Carlson needs to be an all-conference type player. He can't be a average to bad player. Because like, even when he's not good, he's making us better. But he has to be good for Utah to be anything. That's how I feel. That's I feel like what we learned from Oregon State. Yeah, 19 turnovers for Utah to Oregon State's eight. Huge disparity. Only eight turnovers for Oregon State is shocking. Um, I'm not really sure what their – I should look up their turnover rate right now. But um, it's not like that – I mean, uh, Oregon State hasn't been particularly good at anything this year. But um, they have been pretty – so I'm just looking over their turnover percentage. Um, number 134th in the country in Kempom and turnover rate. So I guess not that horrible, but certainly you'd think they'd get more than eight turnovers. And Utah kind of looking sloppy here, um, despite the fact that they they typically do take care of the ball. Um, they have they're in the top 100 in turnover rate. They're number 83 in Ken Palm's uh, turnover rate metric here. So I mean, uh, well, it's not his metric, but. Um, yeah, it's kind of kind of disappointing. Brandon Carlson, to your point, I did not get to watch much of this game, but I was watching, and, and it seems like Brandon Carlson had a brutal game against Oregon State. Nine points off ten shots, three for ten shooting. Um, that's and four turnovers, four turnovers himself, and he fouled out of that game. Uh, certainly, when you foul out of a game, it 
kind of is typically I feel like often happens to big men, but sometimes might be an issue of stamina and conditioning and just fouling guys when you just don't have the, the gas anymore. Didn't get to watch that game, so maybe that was mm-hmm. the case. But um, And it would make sense with him coming back from being in the COVID protocols. So Yeah. And Oregon State uh doing the Pac-12 zero favors here, completely tanking the entire non-conference slate and then coming in to beat the fifth, fourth or fifth best Pac-12 yeah, team. Sucks. Oh, that's mm. bad. Um, I don't want games to get canceled because of COVID, but oh, I really wish this game would have gotten canceled. Yeah. Oregon State's season should be canceled. This is bullshit. <laughs> it's bad. They're, they're going to do, do this shit again where they decide to play really well in conference play. Like, Except this time, they're not going to win the tournament. They're not going to win lose. the tournament. They're just going to lose in the championship game just so they can hurt as many people as <laughs> yeah, possible. They're just going to yeah. fuck but everyone still up on their way the there. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Jared Lucas looked a lot better so last few yeah. games, which is his nice. best game. This yeah, is his best, best game, game against Utah, but uh, it's bad. It's not good. This is a game you don't want to lose. This is like the worst game to lose. So, mm-hmm. yeah, on yeah. the bright side for Utah, David Jenkins was good against Oregon State. That's true. State. He was hot. That means he um, won't be hot again for like three weeks. So That's true. You don't want to waste that in a lot. <laughs> glad, so maybe not on the bright side. Glad we the microwave. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the other game, Cal, Arizona State. Cal just blew the shit out of Arizona State. Cal, Cal's the hottest okay. team in the conference right now. They might be, yeah. They, they their be. last loss was to Utah a month ago. They were four and five after that loss. They've won five in a row. So yeah. Cal, I had extremely low expectations for. Maybe they're just COVID merchants. I don't know. But they've looked I don't know. pretty good. I mean, like, even with COVID, I feel like they're so much better than any of us expected them to be, especially yeah. with how they started the season. I oh, mean, yeah. their really last like... their last five games, to be fair, have been Idaho State, Santa Clara, Dartmouth, Pacific, and then ASU. So I'm like, yeah, maybe... No. Maybe I shouldn't give them too much credit. But like, but... didn't they start? Didn't they start this? Yeah, they started the season losing to San Diego, yeah. then UNLV. Well, I yeah. guess it was UC San Diego. UC San Diego they beat yeah. San Diego, uh, and then they had to. They took double overtime for them to beat Southern Utah. So, like at the beginning of the year, it was not looking good for Cal. But you know, they have turned it on. Yeah, maybe They've Mark Fox on. isn't the worst coach in the conference. Uh, yeah, there's some there's some new contenders. Is it Wayne Tinkle? I don't know because he just beat Utah, so who knows? Um, yeah, so uh, Cal clearly is the hottest team in the Pac-12. They'll get to play USC on Thursday. Yeah, so that we'll get kill to, it. We'll, yeah, well, that I'm pretty sure that will be USC's first game back from COVID themselves. So That's true. Cal knocking oh, USC out we of love the top that for 10 our conference. Be so Pac-12. God, that's gonna happen now, isn't it? Uh, it really has to of course why, why is the and then they play so ucla fucking weird <laughs> yeah good yeah. that's good yeah uh that's uh, of course, of course. <laughs> um speaking of uh let's just talk about quickly the rescheduling here ucla now scheduled to play arizona state on january 5th their game against stanford has been postponed because of stanford covid protocols um they were supposed to play them on january 6th that game's moved back now to at some point whenever um and now they're playing asu on january 5th and then there's some reports that ucla is also supposed to play arizona on tuesday january 11th i don't think that's been confirmed it hasn't been confirmed by ucla but has been reported out there um so when it comes time we'll get to talk about the ucla arizona game that game will happen you know with with students around we think so that'll be good um 
so yeah that and we don't have any news about colorado i don't think we have any news about usc uh or even stanford rescheduling any of their games so it'll be very interesting to see how they manage that we may just get a bunch of weekday games you know while teams are kind of taking their trips to schools on the weekends. honestly just stop oregon state from playing and the weeks that they're supposed to play oregon state just reschedule it then (laughs) stop let stop letting them do damage to the conference congrats you went to the elite eight take a year off you did you earned it (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah really really um all right so let's let's do a quick reset here because we're kind of doing a reset um now that the season is kind of starting back up again with more teams coming back from uh, from their COVID stints, um, hopefully healthy and hopefully, you know, close to 100% of what they were. Um, we're recording this right now as Arizona and Washington tip things off. Uh, one minute left in the first half as we're as we're recording this. Uh, Arizona is only up eight. They were 24 points in start Washington. Slow. That's true. That's true. Um, anyway, season starting back up. So I just wanted to know whether you all had any burning questions that you wanted answered between now and March. What do you want to see from the conference and what questions do you want answered uh, in the next couple of months here? Let's start with uh, Greg. Uh, I want to see if the top three teams can kick the shit out of everyone else because I think that's uh, what we need as a conference. Yeah, because none of the other teams have a have a prayer of making the tournament. I think unless they get hot and win the Pac-12 tournament, I don't think anyone else is getting an at-large bid. Yeah, yeah. If they so could I, stay in the top fifteen, mm-hmm. ooh, if we great. can just keep three top fifteen teams, that would be good. That would be very good. Yeah, I feel like uh, those top three teams. It's going to be interesting, and and to see if any of them are uh, paper tigers. Really, I mean, and I'm really mostly looking at USC possibly i mean Mm -hmm. they've had the easiest schedule of the three they've looked the least impressive can they stay even just top 25 um against pac-12 a pac-12 slate i don't know arizona i think i think we we feel confident and comfortable arizona ucla is riding a little bit on their trust from the final four run back in march of last year um but they still they still have had some yeah, I mean they beat Villanova games. this year, so yeah, like they're by no means frauds. I don't think they're yeah. frauds. Yeah, so it's going to be interesting. I, I am, I am curious to see if any of the other ones fall off. Grapes, what about you? Any burning questions that you want answered between now and March? I guess my question, and I know I'm a homer, but is Utah actually good? <laughs> I, is, I haven't been answered. You know, they've dealt with injuries. Deshaun Mahorchic, um, who's one of their big men, that's really important for rebounding and defense altogether is supposed to come back this month and before he went out with an injury they looked they looked like the fourth best team in the conference and so I'm really intrigued by Craig Smith because I still legitimately do not know if they're good or not I know they just lost Oregon State so maybe I shouldn't even be asking that question but that's kind of like my biggest question and also People have been throwing around, like with Dana Altman, that he always will get his co- his teams coached up and in order. And Oregon's looked so bad this season thus far that I'm genuinely curious if they're going to kick it into gear or if they're just going to stay in the middle like they have been. Because Oregon fans have been saying, oh, we trust Altman. Everything will be okay. He's the best coach in the conference. Let's see it. I want to <laughs> see it. Yeah. Relatedly, yeah. my question is, like, who's is who's gonna be the fourth best team who's yeah. gonna take the like um 
the you know the first round by in the Pac-12 tournament spot. You know, obviously, if we think uh, UCLA, Arizona, and USC have that locked up, who's going to be number four? I think Washington State still has a chance. Um, per Ken Palm, per the advanced metrics, they're the ones that are pretty clearly the fourth best team at this point. Um, although, you know, advanced metrics, Ken Palm thinks that Oregon is right there challenging for them uh, for that spot. But could Cal go on? Is is Cal? Is yeah, this stuff from Cal say, good? Cal, I don't know. I, yeah, I mean, it's wide open for that fourth spot. And I, this may be a three-bid league, but also maybe it's not. Like if one of those teams can get hot in conference play, they may be able to play themselves into an at-large spot. I, I don't know. I think that's entirely possible. Obviously, I don't think we're getting anything in the conference tournament just because Arizona, UCLA, and USC are all yeah, very good. nobody's going to get through all of that. Yeah, I don't think we're getting another Oregon State situation here because it's. I think the top of the conference is very clearly awesome. So, yeah, I mean, really, it's it's uh, you've got Oregon, you've got Washington State, Utah is still in there. Um, I think you have to include Cal now. Yeah. Um, you know, mm-hmm. and that's that's four teams right there vying for that fourth spot. So I think that's going to be a question a question for me. If if COVID keeps persisting the way it has been with teams and canceling games, it's we're not going to know. I, I feel like we're it's just going to end up being someone random that gets it because it's been bad for the conference. So I don't know. Yeah. Does anyone else have another burning question? I've got another one, but someone else um, has one. Mine was going to be just what's Oregon going to do for the rest of the season? Because, you know, they've looked a little better of late. Uh, are they going to keep getting better, you know, or are they just going to stay where they are, like Avery said? But I am curious to see because I guess, I don't know, they might They have a, de- a better than decent chance of finishing fourth in the conference this year, I think. So I'm I'm very curious about what they'll look like going forward. Do they have the most talent outside of the top three teams? Oh, for sure, without a doubt. It just yeah, hasn't looked probably. that way at all. Yeah, I mean, well, in Richardson's terms of talent, kind of coming into his yeah, own finally. True. There were people saying that Oregon's roster is Final Four good before yeah. the season. Yeah, I guess it's yeah. just a lot of pieces that maybe haven't just had time to fit. mesh. Yeah, I don't know. And I don't think they're ever going to be that good this year. Like, I don't think they're. Yeah, I don't think they're ever going to reach anywhere near where people thought they'd be. But I'm curious if they can still be respectable and good honestly rather than just mediocre i would say if they don't get that fourth spot or they're not like very competitive for the fourth spot in the conference that dana altman doesn't have an argument to be the top coach in the league right now yeah i, mean, I mean given given the talent and and depending yeah again what ucla does um yeah i think i, I think that's a good question i Oregon's weird. Anal- the, the analytics love them, and they specifically love their offense, which is just so hard for me to believe because it's hard to watch sometimes. <laughs> and I get that Dana Altman is is slowing things up. I think he's he's slowed things up so that um, I mean, so that his pieces can mesh well. Like when you've got a team that doesn't really have any cohesion and coherence and experience together, you got to play slower so that they can figure out how to play together. They're still they're number thirty three uh, in Ken Palm in Ken Palm's. Um, offensive efficiency metric in the country number 33 that's that's pretty good and defensively they're okay they're 104th not great but like not like basement level shit either so um i don't know like they've they've got they've certainly got talent they've got a lot of guys i think that need to kind of figure some stuff out but 
Will Richardson starting to look good. Jacob Young starting to look a little bit better. Um, you know, I think, and uh, and uh, you know, I think they're still trying to figure out what to do with Nfali. Uh, sorry, I always forget how you say his name. Nfali Dante, um, their center there, but um, he's getting a lot of run, and I, I don't know, sort of improved a little bit. So they've got some stuff going on. Um, my question, my burning question, and I think it's going to be a hot one, and one that should be hotter, I think, at this point, is uh, I've got two of them. One, who's the best player in the Pac-12? And then two, who is going to make uh, Pac-12 All-Conference by the end of the season? Um, I think we have some pretty – we had a lively debate about this a while ago um, about, like, is it Ben Matherin? Is he the best player in the conference? Is it Christian Coloco? Is it Jaime Hawkes? Um is it Isaiah Mobley? Brandon Carlson kind of pushed himself out of that conversation over the past couple of days. Again, could be COVID, but maybe he comes back and uh, helps buoy Utah to a run that gets them an at-large bid at some point. So I, that's the one for me. I think I'm going to be very curious to see. It's going to be really cool to see some of these players finally play one another. Um, we'll get um, – I guess we won't get – we might get UCLA-Arizona pretty soon here. So that will that will tell us a lot. It'll tell mm-hmm. us – you know, how, what UCLA does about Ben Matherin and what Arizona does about Jaime Hawkes. So Terrell Brown uh, Jr. caught fire in the first half of this Washington, Arizona game. Yeah. He's got 19 points right now on eight of 11 shooting. He's, he's awesome. And we were talking about him as a top five. I, I, I posted mm-hmm. something on Twitter and I have him as a top five player just because of what he's done there. Um, I totally get that he is getting a lot of, he's a high, he's a, he's a high volume scorer right now for Washington mm-hmm. because they don't really have anyone else. I was listening to a USC podcast, uschoops.com, and they were convinced that Terrell Brown was not he would, you know, he's he's from uh was his, I think he was from Arizona actually. Yeah, yeah, he's, um, people were talking about this being a revenge game. Yeah, so he's from Arizona and and uh the uschoops.com guys were sort of saying like, yeah, he wouldn't break the rotation at Arizona. He might be like the eighth guy off the bench. And this is not before the season, like now, um, which I get you've got like Ben Matherin, you've got Kirk Creesa there, um, you've got Pella Larson, but like, I don't know, he's cooking this year. Um, 47% from the field this season, um, not a great shooter from three, but 47% still totally respectable, um, easily their best player um, by a mile is top 10 in the league in player efficiency rating. Um so top 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 ten player in offensive rating. So I I think I don't know. I think he's he's better than I think some some folks think he is. And who knows? Maybe he wills them to a tight game with Arizona by himself. Anyway, my question. Sorry, my burning question was, who's the best player in the Pac-12? Who's going to make Pac-12 All Conference? I'm looking at the uh, KenPom.com Pac-12 uh, All Conference list. They have Isaiah Mobley. At number one, Jaime Hawkes at number two, Azulis Dubelis at number three, Christian Coloco at number four, and Ben Matherin at number five. Um, three Arizona players. I mean, those those three dudes look very good right now. But let's. Uh, I, I really want to see them. Azulis Dubelis disappeared against Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Um, is that going to be as did Coloco? As did Christian Coloco. Ben Matherin really carried that team against Tennessee. Is he? Are they going to be able to sustain some of the success they've had against a UCLA or a USC? Teams that have length um, and have a lot of experience. So it can be interesting. Um, any other burning questions for uh, for the conference? Well, 
not just for the conference, but are we going to get March Madness this season? Oh, yeah. I don't want to think about it. You would think it. so. <laughs> you would think so. You know, I think, first of all, my, my opinion is that everyone involved in this machine is uh, hungry for money and will absolutely not take another hit to their wallet again. <laughs> um, I'm pretty convinced that they will be fine pushing forward no matter how dire the situation is, no matter how many bodies uh, pile up outside hospitals. Um, we're just at that point right now um, where we've made a decision as a fucking society that we're not going to uh, we're not going to sacrifice uh, profits for human lives. So I would say that it is. But also on a sunnier note, I mean, Omicron, the Omicron variant seems to be transmitting itself very, very quickly, which means that it, the peak might be over somewhat quickly. The problem um, with that is the more people get infected, is the more likely we get another variant. It's a good point. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, who knows? <laughs> um, I was hearing also on the USCHoops.com brought up a good point that um, there's a 90-day um, when you test positive for COVID and you've confirmed to have test positive, you don't have to retest for another 90 days. And when you like, if anyone who has had COVID and has talked to sort of like your city health, public health department, uh, they tell you don't test, don't even test for 90 days because you will have recovered, but you may have like uh, traces of the virus in your body such that it would cause you to test positive, even if you're not contagious. So um, that would put us, they were kind of talking about that would put us through March. So that might be enough for us to, to make it to March. And that's, that's sort of it. Um, I hope it does. I mean, I think there's so many, there's there the PAC 12, uh, not great overall, but like the top teams are very intriguing. Um, and I definitely want to see how far they go in March. Um, okay. So that's, uh, I guess that's it for our burning questions. Just a quick update. Cause I'm seeing this here. Uh, the PAC 12 is the sixth ranked conference. According to Ken Palm, uh, the big 12 is number one. The big 10 is number two. Uh, the sec is number three. The big East is number uh, four. The ACC is number five. And then the PAC 12 is right there. Very close to the ACC at number six. Um, What's the gap between PAC 12 and West coast conference. Pac-12 and West Coast Conference, so it's pretty sizable. So right now the Pac-12 is uh, number six, and the West Coast Conference is number nine. The adjusted oh. they use the adjusted efficiency uh, metric, mm-hmm. and uh, the Pac-12 is a plus eleven point oh two, and the West Coast Conference is plus seven point oh four. West like West Coast has fallen off in comparison. They were right behind the Pac-12 for a while, and I hadn't checked since. Yeah, who's, I mean, who's number eight? I mean, seven. Uh, number seven is the American Athletic Conference, Makes and then sense. number eight is the Mountain West. Yeah, so Would love for us to stay above the mid majors. Yeah, that's 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 critical. I mean, I think they will <laughs> just because of the top, just because of the the uh-huh. top teams in the league. One hopes, one hopes that would be the case. Um, there's a pretty sizable gap. The gap between, uh, you know, number six and number seven is the same as the gap between number two and number six. So, um, you know, there's a sizable gap there. I think the Pac-12 will have to fall off pretty considerably um but uh but yeah the west coast conference does have two top 40 teams so they'll probably be a two-bid league this year maybe um all right well that's it for our burning questions a lot to look forward to do we have a score update on the washington arizona game i think it's only like i think it's a single digit game at halftime right i think it's nine points eight points 49 41 there it is you were close um Arizona shooting sixty one percent from the field and forty and washed to Washington's forty seven percent. Terrell Brown just putting the dogs Caring. on his back. Caring.
caring, caring. Um, all right, well, we're almost done here, but before we go, let's do some predictions. All right, as usual, I select a handful of games uh, for us to pick from. Can't talk about everyone. Would be silly to try to pick up uh, all of them, but I have selected a few here. So the first one, January 5th, like we talked about, Arizona State traveling to Los Angeles to play UCLA in Poly Pavilion. That game is at 7.30 Pacific on January 5th. There's no line for this one from what I saw, but let's, I'm just going to, I just pulled one out of my ass. I'm going to pull the grapes here. I'm going to say the line is <laughs> UCLA minus five. Grapes, who wins, who covers? UCLA minus five. When I make up a line for Wazoo, Western, Eastern Michigan, whatever the fuck Central that bowl Michigan. game, Central, Central Michigan, and Wazoo gets <laughs> fucking cooked. Yeah, that's bad. Was the line I said like 14? I don't even know. I thought it was 16. 16. It was bad. <laughs> I believed you too. I thought I, of, I thought they might would. I thought they would have. I don't. Me and Carlos both wa- don't watch the Mac, so <laughs> I take pride in that. Anyway, watching that Wednesday night Maction. <laughs> Tuesday. Tuesday night. <laughs> Well, I mean, it's, it's Wednesday sometimes, too. Oh, is it? Who knows? I think so. Weird. Anyways, Weird. back to hoops. Um, ASU is so fucking bad. <laughs> it, they're not good. They're they're really, really bad. Wasting a lot of talent down there. Um, shout out to Bobby Hurley. UCLA is going to win this one. Hopefully, um, they're doing okay uh, coming back from COVID. But ASU isn't really a test. Then again, Utah literally lost to Oregon State. So who knows? But give me UCLA to cover. It's a good, good, uh, good pick there, Greg. What do you think? Well, first, I have a question. Uh, now that we're into 2022, are we tracking picks? Oh yeah. Oh, are we? Mm. We're officially in conference play, huh? Yeah. We're officially in conference play. Who's gonna track it? I don't want to track it. <sighs> that was Matt's job. So much work. Matt. Yeah, Matt's, was job. Matt's job. I don't know how to do spreadsheets. Well, I guess I do know how to do spreadsheets. <laughs> I just get confused, and <laughs> it takes me a long Somebody time. Somebody just Let's... write this down and send it in yeah, our group I'll, chat. <laughs> I'll open a note. One second. <laughs> All right. Yeah, send it to our No Truck Stops group chat, and then uh, Matt, Matt Hubertson will. We'll make Matt do yeah, it again. Matt can do it again, even if he's not on the podcast. <laughs> All right, um, he'll be back after we're done with football. He just can't do two a day because he's still building a treehouse or whatever. Uh-huh. Yeah, right. um, I'm picking UCLA uh, because ASU sucks as as Avery said. Yeah, now that I'm seeing that, now that I'm remembering the Arizona State Cal score. Um, and that Arizona State gets blown out in these games sometimes. Sometimes they're shockingly competitive. Um, could be COVID, too. Maybe that's why they got blown out. They had just been competitive with San Francisco right before their COVID cancellations. Uh, but now this line is starting to feel kind of small. This is also UCLA's first game back from COVID. Don't know what kind of condition they're going to be in. But Cody Riley is almost certainly going to be back. So that'll be interesting. Um, yeah, I'm going to say go ahead and say UCLA covers this one. Um, I really put it should have put the spread at like UCLA minus 10. I think that would have made it more interesting. But okay, so we're all d- UCLA down the line here. We think they're going to win by at least five points on this. Okay, so next up, Saturday, January 8th, Washington State travels to Salt Lake City to play Utah in a battle for fourth place in the Pac 12. Greg, who wins? Oof, man. I'm going to go with Washington State. Uh, I, you know, I want Utah to win, but not filled with confidence after the last week and uh this isn't utah isn't a uh, mid-major so washington state will probably show up yeah i uh 
This is tough. I like it, it really depends on what kind of condition Brandon Carlson's going to be in. Did he really get those two games to play himself back into game shape and to get into um you know, into the mode that he was before he went out with COVID? I if so, they have a shot. They have a real shot. Um FA Abigidi has not looked good in mm-hmm. a minute now. Uh, Muhammad Gay kind of buried there. Sometimes gets gets a gets a starting nod, but has also faded. Brandon Carlson has an opportunity to show him show show out against some good bigs for Washington State. I'm it's all it's in Salt Lake City. Uh, Washington State is a really good defensive team, um, but man, I oh <laughs> they just look so. Uh, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna pick Utah. I'm gonna right. go with Utah. Let's go with Utah. Uh, I think they will pull it out. It is in Salt Lake City, so I'm picking them. Grapes, who do you pick? Yeah, I'm going to go with Wazoo. I don't think Brandon Carlson will be back to 100% yet, and with Wazoo's defensive capabilities, uh, that doesn't look great for Utah. So I think just Washington State's size and athletic ability is going to really show how injured Utah is, which is too bad. But Yeah. Person. I hope, 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 so. hope we get a competitive game at least. Um, and then last one I have here, Arizona plays Arizona State in Tempe on Saturday time TBD. I'm going to set the spread for this at Arizona minus 17. I don't know. That that, that actually feels not too bad. Uh, Grapes, who do you think wins? And uh, does Arizona cover a, seven, a hypothetical 17-point spread? Yeah, Arizona's going to win. I think Arizona's going to cover. Arizona's been blowing out the bad teams fairly consistently. Arizona State is one of the four worst teams in this conference, which is pretty bad because this conference is not great right now. So, yeah, Arizona. I'm also going to go with Arizona. Uh, I think they'll cover also. They're just significantly better than ASU, and I think... Basically, in every facet, they're better than ASU. Their coach is better. Their talent is better. And they just they fit really well together. Like you like you said, uh, they blow teams out, and I, I think they'll blow ASU out. Yeah, I I think I think they will blow Arizona State out. Um, that might be a home game for Arizona, if, assuming that they that fans go up for the game, get to watch it at the at. Uh, what what is Arizona State's arena? I don't even know. Um, no, don't ask I, me. I, I, know about I knew it, it too. Sometimes I knew it. pipes explode. <laughs> so sad. Uh, Desert um, Financial Arena. There it is. Yes, I knew it was some some branded name like that. Um, yeah, I'm gonna pick Arizona. I I don't know. Arizona State is a weird team to me. Like sometimes they get up for games and are strangely competitive. And right now, Arizona, I wouldn't say struggling against Washington, but they're not quite putting them away. Washington, as we're recording this, with 16, 17 minutes left in the second half, Washington's only down eight. Um, I'm going to say Arizona State covers. I think they're going to be a little bit more competitive than I think people are giving them credit for. Um, I think they certainly have the talent to kind of put together a good game. I don't think they're a particularly good team. I still think they lose. They may even lose comfortably, lose by 15 and lose wire to wire, but... Um, they might be a little bit more competitive than getting completely run off the court in their own arena. So, yeah, I'm going to pick uh, pick Arizona State to cover that one. I'm super happy for Arizona fans finally going to get a rivalry win. They need it. <laughs> <laughs> they, 
they badly need it and uh i you know they they certainly need it for uh for their football team their football team also they're getting some they're doing some uh football basketball momentum here they're doing some yeah. cool stuff off the off the field uh doing pretty good in recruiting in football not that i not that i pay attention but it feels like every once in a while I get a um you know get a nice what do you call it like a, like good news coming out yeah. of arizona for for recruiting yeah all right well that's it for us uh, again as always we will be here dropping episodes to talk about pac-12 basketball every tuesday at 5 a.m uh football episode our last one our finale next week monday at uh, 5 a.m we'll get that going we'll talk about the rest of the season and how that went uh we'll talk about our favorite moments we'll do some reflection we'll do a little bit of a uh, forecasting for 2022 and talk a little bit about what we're going to be doing over the next few months as it pertains to football but we'll still be talking about basketball every week talking about uh who's up who's down everything in between for avery at brave underscore grapes and greg at banana i'm carlos at equity bruin thank you for listening and remember there are no truck stops here not, not even, even one. one. Oh, we both did it Still and thick with smoke, so thick.